Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is Mark Grace, and you're listening to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sandpeed. Everybody, welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, episode number 1116. It is Thursday night, June the 23rd, 2011, and uh, we are coming to you live from Dumpling Sound Studios 2 in Bayside. I am, and then of course my co-host, let's bring him in. Let's just do this. It's been 14 days since we've had a show. I feel like so much time has gone by. Let's just do this. What are we even waiting for? What do we even do? Let's just do this. We have so much sports to talk about tonight. My God. Sports. Talking. Here he is. My co-host. My partner in crime. My partner in rhyme. My partner in the sublime. Mr. Brian Calniva Calpino Caliente. The ultimate radio introduction, Brian Calvi. Hey, Brian. Hi, Steve. Hello. How are you? Hey, Uncle Father. That's a little little arrested development for you there. Uh, Brian coming to us live from Comac, Dumpling Sound Studios, Trey. Yeah, it's like the Annex. It is like it. It's it's not even like the Annex. It is the Annex. It actually is an Annex, yeah. That's correct. How are you, Brian? I'm good. I'm good. We've We've been away for... For a week, it feels like a lot longer. You're right. Yeah, well, we had uh, your lovely daughter's birthday in there last week. Yes. And then, then I was away in Texas. We'll talk about that later. Oh, we'll uh, talk about Texas. Oh, we'll talk about Texas, yo. Um, that, see, like, talk like about that? Texas. Yeah, talk about Texas, yo. That doesn't work. No, no. If you hear 37 y'alls in there tonight, though, from me, <laughs> I've been in Texas. You just got back too, right? I just got back last night, Cal. I just returned. Yeah, well. And uh, a lot has gone on in the last 14 days. The last time uh, we did the show, we did a, an episode two weeks ago with Kevin Greenstein, who was great, talking about the NHL Stanley Cup, which went to a Game 7. It did. And the Boston Bruins won it on the road, Cal. Yeah. And and then uh, all hell broke loose after that. That's correct. There was rioting in the streets of Vancouver, which Kevin sort of warned us about. 
He did. He gave us the heads up that, you know, stay, stay away from the Vancouver area. Win or lose. Which was, uh, we were really in no danger of being around or in the Vancouver area. No, luckily we're about as geographically far away from Vancouver as possible. <laughs> That's correct. Now, uh, what's going on with you, buddy? How was your two weeks here? Good, good. Busy. You know, getting a lot of stuff done. While the kids are out of school, yeah? Tomorrow. The kids are out tomorrow, but we've had some graduations this week, so that's been fun. Now, are they graduations or are they stepping ups? Well, they're stepping ups. But step, but, step out, stepping out? But they portend to be graduations. I mean, the, the whole pomp and circumstance is there. So the the p- there's pomp and circumstance is what you're there's, saying? Yeah, a little bit more circumstance than pomp. A little less on the pomp, a little yeah, more on the circumstance. That makes sense. But uh, uh, a lot of you know, a lot of singing, a lot, a lot of uh, <laughs> celebrating. Right. A lot of singing. Just you know, every time you turn around, it's another song. And you get, <laughs> you sound like you're angry about this. No, no, not at all. Very, it's quite fun. What are some of these songs that you know an eight and a, a six-year-old sing? Eight and six. Five. Five. Eight, five. Eight and five. That's right. Yeah. Five. Uh, the five-year-old. The big. Their big closing number was. What um, they close with? They closed with. Uh, on the water. No, not smoke in the water. They did that in the middle. That's right. That's not a closer, really, anyway. No, no, no. They did stairway, so everybody could go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. is, I like that. No, they closed with a song where um, they talk about going off to kindergarten. Ah. Literally, the song is off we go to kindergarten. Off we go to kindergarten. Like that. <laughs> a little bit. Like uh, it, it's appropriate, then. Really appropriate. So it's topical. Since that's where they're going. I think I feel like this is a good time to bring in our producer, the I think producer so. of the Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete program. I bet he could weigh uh, in on this. I, I I have no doubt he can weigh in on this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in. We're honored to once again have our producer, the man with thirty-seven names, the Bishop, Pop Culture PJ. Hi, Peach. Peach, oh no, have we lost PJ? Did we Where lose is he? Him? No, he's there. Where is he? PJ, <laughs> we're we're experimenting with the new uh, studio hey, thing. What did, what did I say? What did I say about this damn this thing that I was doing here? <laughs> uh, PJ, uh, we we should tell the people that we're experimenting. BlogTalkRadio.com, uh, the home of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. One of the home. Experimenting all day. Right, they have this new thing called the studio. It's replacing the switchboard. It's very exciting stuff. You know what the so, best part about it is? There's a red on-air light on. I do like that. Yeah, that's I cool. agree. I tell everybody is... in the room behind me to be quiet. <laughs> the cat, in other words. <laughs> right. The cat being the most uh, egregious of the... Uh... PJ, how are you? We were just talking about uh, kindergarten step-ups. Kindergarten. Where am I? I'm crying. I'm just thinking about the kids singing. I start crying. Yeah, it really. I get it, there up. wasn't a dry eye in the gym. Well, my, my, <laughs> my son graduated from kindergarten, and they also brought out a lot of songs. Right, yeah. including including "You've Got a Friend in Me" from Toy Classic. Story. Classic. You've got a friend in me. That's you know. Come on, they're singing that to each other. And you get a little teary-eyed. And then they all joined sure. hands, and they sang Friends Forever. Wow. From Saved Not by the Bell? Not a dry eye. 
<laughs> was Jesse Spano there? Yes. Not that she, one. Was she singing, uh, what was the song with the Speed episode? I'm so excited. I'm so excited, that's right. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Yes. We will be reenacting Saved by the Bell a little later on. Uh, so, so PJ knows I, exactly what I'm talking about. He does. You you know from the stepping ups. It's very hard to look at your kids directly when they're achieving milestones, I have found. I'm a bit of a – I am what my mother calls a toasted marshmallow, which is you're crusty on the outside, but you're a big softy in the middle. Wow. that's I, She is wise. She, oh, she is ridiculously wise. And uh, it's, very, it's very hard when you're sitting there. And the kid's Bobby. going, you know, I'm a big kid now. And you go, yeah, you're a big kid. Oh, God. <laughs> Slobbery mess. That's yeah. how I, that's how I am when I watch, like, a Jet game, like a big Jet playoff game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Like hey, the Jet, I, that way like, the, the I get that way at the Olympics. I cry at some gold medal ceremonies. I'm oh, not going to no, lie. No doubt. Oh, this is – speaking of this, guys, real quick, before we get to the big unload, which is going to be shockingly about the Metropolitans, uh, so I'm on the flight out to Austin, and uh, i got to say, that they, my son logged about 850,000 miles. <laughs> He's got stickers all over him, like the suitcases, you know what I mean? Like Get him Austin, a Capital One card. <laughs> right, Austin, Marble Falls, Houston, Conroe. Um, but anyway, on the plane out there, uh, Miracle, I was on Jeff Blue, and Miracle is on. Right? So Now, whose dogs are those? Oh, that's my dog. Hold on a second. Go on. Do they not see the red on-air light? <laughs> they know. Dogs are colorblind, PJ. You know that. Is your dog chasing PJ's cat? There's two of them. Yeah. They're just oh, freaking I... out. Um, so I, I, I will try Put it up in the paw print font. Come on. On-air. Woof, woof. <laughs> I will try to get through this story. The paw print font. With, the, with uh, Snoopy and... Uh, Odie over there causing a ruckus. I'm going to go to mute while you do this. Go ahead. All right. Great. Thanks. Uh, so <laughs> so I'm watching. I'm on JetBlue, and they got the TVs there, and Miracle Anywhere comes Anywhere again? I'm sorry. I, where were you going? The first stop on the Texas tour was Austin. I, okay. I'm sorry. Go on. Right. So uh, Miracle comes on, and I pick it up right, literally right as he's about to make the big speech. Uh, oh. Right, right before the, the 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 game against the Soviets. Oh my sure. goodness! You yeah. want to talk about not a dry eye in the house? Yeah. So my wife's sitting next to me. She's got the little guy on her lap. He's sleeping because he's a world class traveler. Apparently, at six months old. He's like, a, like a light. Like the minute the <laughs> minute the plane takes off, he's like, "Good night, everybody. Thanks. This is going to be great." <laughs> Somebody was passing him the little bottles. Watch out! Yeah, he was. He's like, "Let's let's light this candlestick. Let's go." <laughs> So I'm watching me and I'm I'm I am almost bawling. I am almost bawling as he's giving the speech. And it's it's those moments where your wife looks at you and is like, Really? Really? This is what are you really is miracle making you cry right now? Seven that's years right. after the movie came out? No, 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 that's right. There's great truth. That's right. To be, to be found in those speeches. Yep. And, and that, that is a great and, crossroads of Shakespeare and the blue collar. Wow. Right there. <laughs> okay, good night, everybody. I don't think we can possibly <laughs> stop comparing Miracle to Shakespeare. 
Um, a crossroads, I said. It's a crossroads. I said crossroads. Cal, no, that, I, I think that works me. for Kurt Russell. <laughs> Snake. <laughs> Snake Bliskin? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think, I'll say whatever you want, guys. He's killer in that role. He is unbelievable in that movie. I can't say a bad thing about that movie. No, it's just so good. So Which good. One? The first one or the second one? No, New York no. or L.A.? No, no, Miracle. Miracle. Oh, Miracle. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, everybody. Now that we've got... Peej, we'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay, bud? Okay. Our producer, PJ, of the pop culture variety. Or Overboard. Uh, or Well, you want to talk about guilty pleasure movies. Uh, that's at the top of the list. You said moms don't leave. Okay. Just going to show that I've watched that movie. And I'm ashamed. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, Cal, I had the trip. You had the kids. Uh, yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, it's been nutty. There's been a lot of singing, apparently. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. If you want to call in, the number to call is 424-220-1817. So, Cal, whilst I was away in uh, Tejas... Oh, boy, with the Metropolitans. Let me just get this out of the way, and then we can go ahead and talk about the Yankees. We can talk about the rest of baseball, uh, the Indians coming back down to earth. That AL Central is now like a really great race. You know, and I want to I want to get to Jim Riggleman, too. I don't know if Jim you heard Riggleman. what happened yeah. with Jim Riggleman. Yeah, Jim Riggleman stepping down today as manager of the Nats after their greatest run in franchise history. Uh, they've won 9 out of 10. They're a game over 500, and he decides today he's stepping down. See ya, guys. Yeah. Uh, that's two managers in the NL East in a week. Mm-hmm. And Jack McKeon takes over in Florida for uh, – who is the manager there? Uh, Ed, Edwin Gonzalez. Robert- Edwin Rodriguez, I'm sorry. Luongo. I'm sorry, who? Edwin – what? Luongo. Who? <laughs> no. Edwin, Edwin – Edwin Rodriguez. Edwin Hernandez. <laughs> Edwin Rodriguez. There's a gentleman named Edwin who resigned. Edwin uh, – Rodriguez. The Marlins. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> uh, Edward, Edward Herman <laughs> um, is the gentleman that resigned. Right. Robert Rodriguez, right. director, auteur. All right. So there were two managers that resigned, but go back. I, get it off your In chest. a week. In a week. In a week. Well, he was fired. No, he stepped down. Uh... Edwin uh, – Ed, Ed Begley Jr.? He was fired. He stepped down. I thought he was fired. No, he he resigned. Mm. Mm. Uh, they lost 20 of 23. You're right. He Well, under duress, I would imagine. Yes, he was going to get fired. Jeffrey right. Loria is uh, trying to do his imitation of South Beach George Steinbrenner. Had you- a long time. He ran Girardi out of that town. And now, uh, you know, and now he has Jack, 80-year-old Jack McKeon taking over the team. Do you think the scene played out where uh, Jeffrey Loria fired him and he says, you can't fire me, I quit, and then walked out? I hope so. I wonder if that's ever happened. I hope that's the way it played out. Well, while the Marlins looked on in amazement. Right, like the entire team who was in the locker room. Well, you know what? You can't fire me because I quit. And Hanley Ramirez, I can't believe he's doing this. And just walked out. Right. Hanley Ramirez turns to uh, Gabby Sanchez. I, I cannot believe this. Was that the second Marlin you could think of? Gabby Sanchez? That was the second Marlin that came to head. Uh, wow. came to my mind. 
I was going to go Dan Ugla. He's in Atlanta. He's not a Marlin. He is in Atlanta killing fantasy teams as we speak. So tell me about what's on your mind with the Mets. Here's the thing, Cal. I went away for a couple of days. I was out of town. I was away from the press. I was away from the, the maddening New York media that drives me crazy. Go nuts. Would you say you were offline? I wouldn't. I didn't go off the grid. Okay. I took the uh, uh, netbook with me. I was listen. I listened to a couple of games. Okay. Uh, on my MLB package, I don't have the MLB package video online. Have the audio. How's that? It's you know it's twenty bucks for the year. Yeah, but how are broadcasters around the country? Do you I find them to be good or? I listen to the FAN broadcast. Oh, okay. You don't you don't explore other teams' broadcasts then? Only if they're playing the Dodgers. So you can hear Vin Scully. So I can hear Vin Scully. That's okay. correct. Uh, but and and or I switch it when Wayne Hagen is on. Right. You go to the you go to the visiting team broadcast. If it's a Wayne Hagen inning. <laughs> I can switch it to the other team. So anyway, just going off, off the grid, but not really off the grid, but getting away from Twitter and stuff like that. I came back to the Ike Davis news yesterday. Right. For those of you who don't know, Ike Davis uh, has been on the DL since May 10th. They don't know what's wrong with him. He goes to the hospital for special surgery. They completely give him a facocta diagnosis, apparently. Mm-hmm. Now he's got strained ligaments. He might need microfracture surgery. He may need microcosms of surgery. Uh, this was for a sprained ankle that was going to keep him out two days. Right. He was going to return the next day, actually. Right. And while I was away, the blown save by K-Rod against the Braves, when they were two outs away from a sweep at Turner Field against the Braves and the balk-off loss, uh, they were two outs away from a sweep at Turner Field, getting a game over 500. And it was like, honestly, being off the grid, but just seeing it a little bit, Cal, there was a little moratorium on the, the, the horribleness. And then that game kicked it all back into gear, culminating in yesterday's, holy cow, the Mets, uh, Ike Davis uh, put the boot on, and Ike Davis says that's probably what caused the ligament damage. <laughs> Only the Mets. Only the Mets. But the, Only it, the Mets. It seemed like uh, up until right up until that, because I left on what I leave on Thursday, or I left yeah I left on Thursday. You left the day of the loss, yeah. And uh, and I you know that was the opportunity for them to all of a sudden get over five hundred. The, the days leading up to that, they were about to take a sweep in Turner Field, which they've never done. They're fifty games under five hundred in Turner Field. Or 40 games under 500. They have swept them there, though. Yeah, but when? When's the last time? No, it was it was more recent than I thought, too. It was I think it was 2007 they swept them there. But the the Braves were red hot, though, Cal. The Braves. Well, well you're right. They're 50 games under 500 there. Yeah, they're 40, 40 or 50 games. Anyway, it seemed like the negativity was about to stop a little bit. And we weren't going to get articles like trade, for, trade Reyes to the Yankees and... And then you know, you know where Beltran would be perfect? The Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies. That was that was the last one I saw. Perfect fit for them. Right. And then all of a sudden it started all over again when they blew that game. And okay. and you know what? Out of all the nonsense that's been written in the Daily News, and I listed <laughs> I I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a big Met fan, and I listed out the six or seven things that the Daily News has done in succession. And six of the seven have been written by Yankee writers. 
Okay, the only one I sort of agree with is K Rod to the Yankees. Like that's the only one I wouldn't really be upset if it happened. That's true. I agree with that. Because and and it was the only one that sort of made sense, even though the Mets should get more than a marginal prospect. But K Rod doesn't get his option because he doesn't get the games finished because Mariano Rivera is there. He's a perfect eighth inning guy. He builds. He goes and gets a closer deal next year. The Mets don't have to pay that option year. That was the only one I could see. But, you know, you had a Met beat writer writing that Carlos Beltran would be perfect for the Phillies. Right. So, anyway, I, I just I wanted to get off my chest that there were two outs away, I, I think, from really, like, turning a negativity tide, like turning a corner. Mm-hmm. And, yes, all this Ike Davis stuff still would have happened, mm-hmm. but – they were two outs away from getting a game over 500, sweeping the Braves at home, all of a sudden getting within you know three of the wild card, having gone seven and three on a on a really difficult road trip. All this was about to happen, and gah! Only the Mets. Yes, no. you, yes, Mr. Calvi. Well, because it it plays into my big theme of the evening that I wanted to touch on. Because Which yes, Parcheesi. Parcheesi. Isn't maybe tonight Parcheesi night? No. Tonight we're playing Risk. Nice. Because we don't have to be up in the morning. Much less nerdy. Much less nerdy <laughs> yeah. than Parcheesi. Yeah. Um, now, my, my theme is similar to what you're talking about, but – and it's funny because we, I, was, I was talking about this yesterday. We, I brought up the same thing that, that you just said, uh, how they were two outs away from sweeping Atlanta and all of the goodwill that would have come with it, and then they went and lost four out of five from that, right? And lo and behold, what happens? In in a span of, of 16 hours, they win two games against Oakland. They Doesn't get count. Good, they, no, listen, listen. <laughs> they get, they're back to one game under 500. They're within four or five games of the wild card. They get good news on David Wright today. Yes. Who, who has been cleared to resume baseball activities. And just like that, things are starting to look up again for them. And here's where, my th- here's where I'm going with this. It's a friggin' roller coaster with this team. They will <laughs> not go one way or the other, and it's driving me mad. Yeah. You, you know? Just, yeah, you almost want them to either, you know, as Mike Tyson once famously said, fade into Bolivia. Exactly. Or, or you know, get over the 500 mark, knock it off, and be competitive for a wild go, spot. Go off the track or soar. With the Eagles. Wow. Yeah, I'm, one I'm, or the other. I'm going to go ahead and do this. Calstradamus. Because I, I think it called for it. That was, I, I think anytime we have a bit of poetry from you, either go walk the track or soar with the Eagles. Brian exactly. Calvi. Six, not go, not go six, walk the track. What did you say? Go off the track. Oh, go off. That's even better. Wouldn't that make more sense than go it walk does. the track? It does. Yeah. Oh, walk the wa- track or soar with the Eagles. But isn't walking the track sort of a slow sort of thing that like No, but they're staying on the they're staying on the track at that point. <laughs> so the key here is getting off the track. Going off, derail. <laughs> gotcha. My bad. You know? Or or you know, 
soar to heights that only you can soar to. I think that was from the graduation. One of the second... <laughs> I got that from the second grade principal. So... <laughs> it all seemed appropriate. Circle. So... I, I, I totally agree. I think one thing we found out in this interim here, Cal, about Jose Reyes, first of all, Buster only. Holy mackerel. Buster only. You sure took him to task, huh? <laughs> I, I had to, just because, you know, he was – Jose Reyes was the lead story on baseball tonight, the lead story on MLB, uh, their nightly baseball show. He was the lead story on ESPN News. Uh, all about how can the Mets keep him? The Mets can't keep him. They can't keep him. They can't keep him. Can't keep him. They should trade him. You know, and then they had Buster Only on, you know, who tweeted, not for nothing, just saying, if the Mets don't want to meet Jose Reyes's price, he'd be a perfect heir to Derek Jeter in New York. Like, really? Really? And so we had a bit of sanity out of, of all people, going rogue Brian Cashman, who said today, Jose Reyes is not going to be a Yankee. Uh, we got a shortstop. We're paying him $15 million a year for the next three years. So, but again, the, on- the Brian Cashman honesty has been the best ongoing story of this season. Yeah, exactly. Brian Cashman, once again, sort of going rogue, like not even putting the Yankees in the mix. You know, Jose Reyes, uh, agents, you know, uh, Greenberg was like, really? You're out that quickly? We can't get the Yankees involved in this? As he's saying that, Hank Steinbrenner is doing a spit take somewhere. Right. Like he's drinking his coffee. He's like, <laughs> whoa, 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 what? We're out on Jose Reyes? Get me, Cashman. Um, so, you know, you had it as the lead story everywhere. Jose Reyes says, I'm not going to discuss my contract in season. We've seen this before, by the way, in the Mike Piazza uh, contract situation with the Mets from a number of years ago, where Mike Piazza said he would not discuss it in season, and uh, lo and behold, Mike Piazza signed with the Mets. Yeah, but Steve, what happened when Jose Reyes said he wouldn't discuss his contract in season? What was the, what was the headlines? What did we see? He's gone. Tim Smith or, wrote he's gone. He's gone. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. He saw, yeah. Jose, can you see the money? <laughs> Which was a personal favorite. I like that. Yeah, like all of it, like what he said was such a shock and a diss to the Mets. Yeah, I mean, if you're Jose Reyes at this point, you're having the year of your life. Of your life. Not to mention the fact that everybody was imploring Sandy Alderson to have the conversation with his agents. Sandy Alderson, you're crazy if you don't bring this up with right. the agents. You know? So then he brings it up with the agents. They say, no, we're not going to discuss it in season. And now all of a sudden, he's just you know, smacked down the Mets. Right, and it's uh, Alderson's a fool to bring it. Like, oh, like he's really going to sign that extension? You just yelled at Sandy Alderson for six months, you know, for three months to have the conversation with Jose Reyes, <laughs> and his age, you know, it's just ridiculous. But look, you, you, let's move on to the Yankees and other baseball. But to close with the Mets, good news on David Wright. I, I wonder how they're going to spin this tomorrow. Uh, but David Wright cleared to resume baseball activities. Terrible news about Ike Davis, Cal. This is really bad. Yeah, I mean, he. If and he what's has, going on with the hospital for special surgery? Really, really? Know. Like, uh, did they go to clown college? My, my brother texted me today. He's like, I have this visual of them with like the huge hypodermic needle, <laughs> like the big stethoscope. Like, what is going on at the hospital for special surgery? I don't know. And this is not a rinky-dink place, folks. Now, for it's those not of, a fly-by-night operation. No, for those of you who don't know, the Mets are affiliated with the Hospital for uh, Special Surgery here in New York. It's a it's a world-renowned 
world-renowned facility, and the Mets have had all sorts of problems with the misdiagnosis of injuries. You want to hear the kicker, Cal? Yeah. My buddy that I was talking about before, the big Met fan, we were talking about it. I used to play baseball with him. He tells me that they misdiagnosed his arm. Really? Yes. And that for a year they had him doing re- rehab. They on finally di- no on his on his arm <laughs> right. <laughs> on his I, I almost didn't catch that. Doc, my uh, arm is hurting. Well, here, yeah. put this ice on your knee. Yeah, exactly. Well, I thought David Wright was going to come back today, and they were going to say that it was his rotator cuff all all <laughs> along. They found out today it wasn't his back. But uh, they misdiagnosed his arm, Cal. It's it's weird. They say he. It turns out he has a torn labrum with a bone spur mixed in, and for a year they've been telling him, no, no, it's just like uh, it's just a strain. You can do rehab, uh, and it'll get better. Now he needs surgery. A year he wasted rehabbing. That's crazy. Because <laughs> he said to me, he texted me, you know, what's up with the uh, blah 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 hospital for special surgery blah blah blah, and he's like, I just got a diagnosis on my arm, and I wrote back like hospital for special surgery like as a joke. He's like, yes, it was. So, but obviously the Mets are under contract to them. They can't change. Well, do you, do you think that, and I'm, I'm being totally serious here, do you think they have a problem with athletic injuries? Me, I mean, they are a, a renowned uh, facility for surgery. Right. World, world renowned. Yet every athlete that goes there comes out worse than they were when they went in, including, you know, amateur athletes like your friend. We're not just talking professional. I mean, maybe there's maybe there's something going on where they just can't put their finger on athletic injuries. I don't know. If you were going to check off a box that said, uh, you know, diagnoses, one to five, uh, one. They're not good at diagnosing the problem. Needs improvement. Needs improvement. <laughs> Let's stick with the kindergarten team. Exactly. Uh, the prognosis, negative. That's a, uh, a famous... Uh, Seinfeld movie there. I'll take Seinfeld movies for a thousand, Alex. Um, can you think of yeah. another Seinfeld movie? Uh, Rochelle, Rochelle. Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> well done. Well done. Is there it another one? It doesn't capture the complexity of the original. <laughs> Channel. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Pop culture PJ chimes in. Channel is another one. <laughs> Seinfeld movies. Prognosis negative. So anyway, uh, David Wright is back. He's you know cleared to resume baseball activities, which is great news. They took two out of three from the A's. They should have taken two out of three from the Angels. Uh, yes. But they're three and three on this homestand, uh, and now they go. Uh, what they go on the road? They're gonna go to. They're gonna go to Texas That's and right. Detroit. They go to Texas. So they have coming up the Rangers in Texas. Yes. Detroit in Detroit. Yes. Then they're home for the Yankees. Yes. For three games. Then they go to Los Angeles. Then they go on a West Coast swing. Right. And then the All Star break. The Dodgers. And do they have the Giants? The Padres. Or the Padres. Dod- I think they do the Dodgers and the Padres. And then the All Star break. Easy so. times. Not easy times. No. So maybe maybe they'll go off. Uh, they'll go walk the track now. They'll go walk off the track. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I just, let's just combine it. Walk off the track. Walk off the track. I just want them to go one way or the other. That's that's my theme right now. Is they're driving especially crazy. before, especially before the trade deadline, because I, I think yeah. Vol sort of said that they're not going to trade Jose Reyes. I can't see them trading Jose Reyes. I, I really can't. I mean, unless things go radically wrong and they get blown out of the water, I'd be surprised. I, I would be shocked. 
if they traded Jose Reyes. Um, I think they'll wait till the offseason. They'll make an earnest effort to try to sign him. And uh, when the, you know, whoever, the Detroit Tigers come screeching in with seven years and $150 million, that's where, where he'll go. Uh, and the Jets, uh, the Jets, the Mets will take the two draft picks. But we'll see. It's going to be an interesting time for the Mets coming up. They're one game under 500 again, again with this. Manajamingia again. Either get get over it or go way under it. I've had enough. One way, or the, I mean, really, I I I would ra- I would rather them lose ten in a row than do what they've been doing for the last six weeks. Right. Ham Capuano pitches a brilliant game uh, today. Pitches real well. Leaves with a little tweak. I'm sure he'll probably be out for the season. Right. Uh, R. A. Dickey uh, pitches a great game yesterday that they should have won in in uh, not extra innings. But K. Rod blew another save. Hey, if K. Rod goes, Cal, I'm not that upset. No, he's been really good this year. Except oh, for the last what couple of games. stinks. Stinks. He said it himself. He did He did admit that. That's he true. said it last night after the game. He said, I'm going to sound like a fan here. i got to get my head out of my ass. That's what he said. What? That's what he said. I don't think you can say that. I can say ass, I think. Oh, it's, 10, it's 10 o'clock. You're right. You can. 10 o'clock. 10.02. I'm clean. Uh, so, Cal, let's move on to uh, the Yankees. Oh, the Yankees. Yankees, Yankees. The vars- All they do is win. The varsity. They're uh, they're having their way with the uh, NL Central there. They really are. Yeah. Well, they they took two out of three from the Cubs. Yes. Took two out of three from the Cubbies. They took two out of three from the Reds. From the Reds. They did not play today. They um they had the doubleheader yesterday. Right. They're off. They today. split. They're off today. And uh, wow, pop culture PJ has just listed. Yeah. Why don't you come on? Why don't you come on the air here and read these to us? Pop Culture PJ has the list of Seinfeld movies. Uh, see, come on. Broadcast is negative, of course. Channel. Rochelle, Rochelle. Who could forget Checkmate? Checkmate. All right. Death Blow. Who delivered the final death blow? Who delivered the final death blow? Right. <laughs> uh, Firestorm. <laughs> um, Blimp, the Hindenburg story. Magnificent. Sack lunch. Do you remember Sack Lunch? I don't That's remember what I Sack Lunch. Sack Lunch. Cry, Cry Again. I remember that. Brown-Eyed Girl. <laughs> I remember that. The Other Side of Darkness. And Ponce de Leon. Oh, and uh, the pain in the yearning. The pain in the yearning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Agent Agent Zero. Oh my gosh, there's a ton of them. Uh, Mountain High and Blame It on the Rain. Blame It on the Rain. Was was it? Didn't the Ponce de Leon one like spur the whole? uh, If you were an explorer, who would you rather be? (laughs) Wasn't wasn't that like a, a moment between Jerry and George? I think I'd go with Magellan. Magellan. <laughs> Circumnavigate the world, baby. Magellan. <laughs> I'm going Ponce de Leon. Ah, well done, Peach. Thank you. Rochelle, Rochelle still cracks me up. Deathblow is the one that he pirated, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> Kramer, I... Look, Jerry wants to pirate the movie. He's dying to pirate the movie. <laughs> he wants to shoot the movie. He's dying to shoot the movie. That was one of many uh, 
many Seinfelds that had sort of like uh, what's the word? Like uh, stand-up comedians that were buddies of his. Yes. You know that that like he threw a bone to uh, you know Mario Joyner or Dom Irera. You remember Dom Irera was the prop comic. Mario Joyner needing needing all the help he can get. <laughs> That's correct. Mario Joyner taking any gig. Yes, any gig exactly. But he, he you know he had on all of his all of the New York stand up guys. I remember Dom, Dom Irera was the prop comic. <laughs> Tommy the prop comic. Uh, thank you, PJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting out of here. Changing the name of the show to Deathblow. Or Channel. Uh, or Channel. <laughs> uh, so the Yankees, uh, are, are that AL East race is shaping up, Cal, to be fantastic. Here's my question to you. It's actually twofold. You know, Derek Jeter's been on the shelf. Edwin Nunez has stepped in, and they have not. Uh, Eduardo? Uh, Edwin Rodriguez. <laughs> no, no. Nunez. The shortstop that stepped in for the Yankees here. Eduardo. Eduardo Nunez has stepped in. Yankees haven't really missed a beat, and I think Jeter's due back maybe Friday? Uh, Jeter is due back for the last two games at Yankee Stadium, so that would be... Um... Wow, this this question is haunting you. You you got very upset there. I did, you, because... You he died, <laughs> you, you put your hand in your head, uh, your head in your hand. Very... He'll be back... He'll be back for City Field. Right. So that would be next Friday. Yeah, he'll be back. For, he'll be, he's two games before. Wherever they go next week, I forget where they I go. I think it's next. He's got. It's got to be next Wednesday and Thursday because the Mets and Yankees play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Could it be Pittsburgh? It could Pittsburgh. be. I think it the Pirates be. come to town. Right. And then they go to play the Mets in City Field. Right. So Jeter is, you know, that, they made a big deal about the fact that he could get his 3,000th hit now, how do you feel about that? Right. He could get his 3,000th hit at City Field. He's six away, right? Yeah. How do you feel about that? We didn't get to talk about that, and I wanted to. How do you feel about it, Brian? How do I feel? That's what I just said several times. Um, <laughs> meh. Is that how the kids... Does, does it bother you? Meh. It does not, really. It really means nothing to me. You know why? Because I saw Derek Jeter win a World Series at Shea Stadium. So anything after that, really, you know, the impact has been dulled. All right, question, though. What if they uh, stop the game? I, I, don't, I don't believe that that's necessary. I think a simple acknowledgement on the um, City Tron would be fine. <laughs> did you just, you just made up that name? I did. That's what we're going with. Nobody calls it City Tron. <laughs> No, and that's not going to catch, I know, but... That is definitely... Zoom, zoom, zoom. That's definitely not... Zip, zap, rap. That is not going to catch up. Um, yeah, I I think just acknowledge the fact that Derek Jeter is the 20-something player to achieve the 3,000-hit milestone. First Yankee. First... Yeah, you don't even have to... You're not going to put that up there. You're just going to... Oh, you're the, being specific about what you want on the scoreboard. Yeah, no, I'm I'm authoring the message that should go up on the, on the City Tron. Please do. All right. Congratulations, Derek Jeter, on becoming the twenty-something, whatever it is, uh, player to achieve three thousand hits. Congratulations, G uh, Derek, not Jeter, Derek. Cal Stradamus.
You're walking a fine line with that. Is that what? No, that was almost a prediction. I mean, that was a quatrain. Yeah, well. What do you think? (laughs) I think, uh, by the way, start asking you questions. By the way, is that right after he hits a game, go-ahead double in the ninth inning of K-Rod? Is that right after he hits the bases clearing uh, double that puts right. the Yankees up 5-4? It's it's uh, it's a 3-2 game, runners at second and third, two outs. Yeah. Do you want that 4-2 game? 4-2 game, I like that. 4-2 game, bases loaded, two outs, off K-Rod. It's an 0-2 count. Bases clearing double. Five right. four Yankees captain standing on second base with his three thousand pit. I you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see a uh I'd like to see Jason Pridey maybe misplay the ball and then the <laughs> drama of, of figure is it an error or is it a hit? <laughs> right. And really draw it out. That's awesome. And then the city field scorekeeper has the choice. And make right. that on make that on Sunday night, of course. Make that on the right. last game of the series, ninth inning. He's yes. gotten five hits in the series. And the city field scorer has the option of giving him his three thousand. Ooh, I like what you've done here, Cal. I like that uh, one. It's Red Smith, right? Red. Smith. It is. It is Red Smith, I believe. The official scorer at City Field. It was Red Smith. I believe Red Smith has passed on. Yeah, it was. He is no longer with us. No, so he won't be making the decision. But whoever the, the we apologize is. to Red Smith and his family. Um. Yeah. But no, just, yeah, that would be magnificent. I here's my thing. Tell me what you think. I have a big problem with it. If they do the stop the game, give them the ball. If they make any bigger deal out of it, I mean, they're going to give them the ball. That's fine. What if they wheel out a podium? I will have a big problem if they go all Tim Brown versus the Jets in that in that game when Tim Brown got his and they brought his mother out onto the field in the yeah. middle of the game. Right, like if if Yankee legends are conveniently on hand to come out with gifts. <laughs> Let's welcome. <laughs> Please turn your attention to center field. <laughs> now coming onto the field. Let's welcome Paul O'Neill. <laughs> and then the organist is playing some right. zippy tune. Yeah. I would have a problem with that. No, I, I give me a scoreboard. Congratulations, Derek Jeter, on becoming the... 27th player to get his 3,000th hit, just like you said, um, and uh, that's it. Move on. Let's go. Keep the game going. Then I don't care. Then right. who cares? But if the if the Mets do something that the Yankees would never do, okay, ever, for the Mets or any team really, for that matter, that's where I have a problem. Yeah, that, no, there's certainly not. You know, but there's other teams that they would give a little more. Uh, you know, a little more love to. They're not going to do it for the Red Sox. They're not going to do it for the Mets. They're not going to do it for a rivalry team. You know, if the if the Cubs happen to be playing an interleague game or something, and uh, I can't think of a Cub that's going to get three thousand hits. All right, uh, <laughs> whatever. You know, they, they'd give a little something. Okay. If it was a Met, it's David Wright in ten years. Haha. <laughs> He's going to be a Met in ten years. Man, he's going to be lucky if he's a Met by October. He'd be lucky if he's even playing ball in 10 years with all this diagnosis. Yeah, exactly. With, with the hospital for special surgery on your side. How about that for a bad commercial? Wow. <laughs> hospital for special surgery. We hope you're playing in 10 years. <laughs> We're on your side. Um, 
I think that's a unbelievable, unbelievable race, though, shaping up, Cal. Like we're almost we're we're about seventy games in here, right? More. We're we are, the Mets today are thirty-seven and thirty-eight. Eight. So there's seventy-five, 75 games. Seventy-five games in. We're almost at the halfway point. Next week, yeah. These teams and the most interesting race to me, Cal, has been this has been what's happened with the Indians. I have no idea what to make of the Indians. It's crazy. You know what? What's even crazier is that I heard a stat last night. Minnesota on June first. With 16 games out of first place. Yeah. Where are they now? I don't know if you're looking at it. I'm not. I would. They're six. They're about six games out. Six or seven. Wow. And and the the Tigers are a game back. The Tigers are right there. Uh, the White Sox are in the mix, and even the Royals in last place, I think, are only like eight games out. Yeah. I, 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 the Indians started out like a house of fire. We were all doubting it. We were all uh, sort of. I mean, I, I think everybody was. I think everybody felt that their pitching at some point would. Uh, collapse, right? Uh, and they went through a really bad spell. They've sort of righted the ship a little bit here, uh, but the the Indians are a huge surprise. I have no idea what to make of that team. Now they just got Travis Hafner back last week, which is a huge boost to the clubhouse and to the team. Right. Okay, but I have no idea what to make of that team. And then the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Red Sox who started out what were they one and eleven or two and ten? <laughs> two and ten, yeah. Or something, and have played seven hundred and fifty balls since then. Crazy. Um, so that's going to be a great race. Can you, Cal, can you right now, uh, taking a look at it, can you see anybody else getting the wild card in the American League? Or is it the Yankees or the Red Sox again? It's got to be the Yankees and the Red Sox again just because they're playing so much better than everybody else. Does um, the Yankee pitching have a full-on collapse here at some point, Cal? Uh, I don't think it's so. It's held up. It's held up. It's held up good. I don't think so. I think Phil Hughes is actually scheduled to come back at some point. Too. Right. They might get Phil Hughes back. Let's take a quick look at. I'm, I'm taking a quick look at the standings, Cal. Mm-hmm. The Twins are eight games back. They're eight games back. Yeah, they were sixteen. They on were June first, and they were and they were like eighteen games under five hundred or something ridiculous. Um, they're uh, Detroit's a game back. The White Sox are four. And, uh, that that division's wide open, and then Seattle's only two and a half back. Uh, in the West. Yeah. Seattle's played good all season. They've pitched. Yep. The Angels are only three back, and Oakland at 34 and 42 is only six back because the, the Rangers are 40 and 36. So you have teams coming to the midway point here. It's very interesting. The mediocrity reigns supreme in the National League, Cal, where the Mets at 37 and 38 are, uh, they're, you know, uh, of course, uh, Philadelphia's running away and hiding at 47 and 28. Gee whiz. Yeah. They're they're clearly the best team in baseball. Yeah, gosh, I boy, they're tough. That's tough. They're better than Boston, I think. That's a tough gig. And how about the, so that's the Nationals, who won today, again, right? Mm-hmm. Won one nothing. I have won ten of eleven. Right. I've gotten a game over five hundred. Right. Have won three in a row and ten of eleven. Their manager Jim Riggleman decides today. You know what? I've had it. I'm not happy that you didn't give me the extension. <laughs> I'm leaving. When Steve Summers re- uh, resigned today. That's correct. <laughs> he did not even believe it. <laughs> I, I Apparently, I've made G- Jim Riggleman a you know, 72-year-old uh, Jewish man from Queens. What with the Nationals <laughs> and the resigning even? That's what with no this? extension with them. 
Uh, Cal, Jim Riggleman resigns after the Nats are playing. What is this? Is this a case of having the worst timing? No, 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 no. Do you, do you know? Do you know what happened? Tell me. Okay, so here's what happened before the game. Jim Riggleman marches into the office of Mike Rizzo, the general manager of the Nationals, and he says, "We've been talking about my extension. You know, my, my contract is up at the end of the year. I'm looking for an extension, or I want his option picked up for next year. That's what it was." I want to know if my option is going to be picked up for next year. And they keep, they keep messing around with him, and, and they won't commit to it. And uh, so finally he says, all right, well, here's the deal. We're leaving to go on the road after the game. If my contract is not extended by the end of the game, I'm Shut not up. getting on the bus. I swear to you, Steve. <laughs> if my contract is not extended – by the time we leave to go on the road, I'm not getting on the bus, and I'm leaving, and I'm resigning. They didn't Eddie, extend the contract. Eddie called, his, he called his bluff. And he, and he just he just up and left. He quit. It's crazy. Wow. I don't even know where to file this. Well, here's I, the I, thing. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of opinions on it. He should give Pete Best a call. Wow. A lot, a lot mm, the majority of the opinion that I see have um, have really taken him to task for quitting on a young team. Yeah, you know? playing that's, its that's, best baseball. Playing its best baseball, he just he quit on them, and and they really you know good luck finding another another job ever, Jim Riggleman. That seems to be the big that's the, that's where most people are leaning. But then you have a lot of people that are saying, good for him. You know he he felt like he wasn't being respected by management. They were never going to give him the extension, so he just, you know, he called their, he called their bluff and and he left. I don't know where to where to go with it, to be honest with you. What do you, how do you look at it? Here's where here's where I'm going to go. Apparently, Shelley Long was one of his main advisors in this. You, you, what is this? The old West? Shelley Long. I mean, did he push a piece of paper across the table? I'm thinking of a number. And if you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I, I, you know what, I, idiot. Sorry, Cal. That's just I understand standing up for your principles and stuff like that. But what's the old saying? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Without getting filthy or whatever, you got a job. I don't think that's it. Yeah, I don't think so either. But y- you have a job. <laughs> I know. Like why now? This is like the worst possible timing. I mean, I guess I guess his thinking is what we're playing. We can't play better than this. So if I'm ever going to get an extension, it's going to be now while we're playing great. Well, but that's but but you know what? That was the other the other thought was keep winning and this will play out for you. Exactly, you know, you'll get your extension. Exactly, you you can't let like 15 or 18 games, you know, where you have a nice like what are they like 15 and three or something like that. Uh, it's, it's better than nice. They've been they've been yeah, they've been red hot. No, they've been great or whatever. But you're, you're talking about at best, Cal. It's a 25 game sample size. Right. You know, the guy lost 93 games last year. Yeah, oh, this was the best. Um, Mike Vaccaro of the New York Post, he he had a great tweet. He says the next job that Jim Riggleman gets, he will immediately have to go on a 162-game winning streak <laughs> to just be 500 for his career. <laughs> he will have to have an undefeated season. Right, and then he'll be 500 for his career. And then he'll get to 500 as a manager. No, I mean, this is what I'm saying. We're not talking about, you know, Leo DeRocher here. I, I, I mean, 
your team has had a, a, a nice run here of 25 games. You got a super young team. You got Steven Strasburg probably coming back maybe at the end of this year, but definitely next year. You got Bryce Harper in the minor leagues, the best prospect ever. Okay, Roy Hobbs is going to play him in the movie. All right, <laughs> you have everything set up for you here, and your team's playing great ball. If you continue to play great ball, guess what? That extension is a no-brainer. Why would you lay all your cards on the table like that? And and a, a lot of people. Are and he's saying, a young man, Cal. He's just eight old, years old. Yeah, it's not like he's an old guy. No. Um, I, a lot of people I, that know that know him say this is a real departure from from what you'd ever expect him to do. He seems very calm. It's weird. So some some something's up. Something's I think there's happened. more. I think there's more to this story than than. Uh, yeah, than maybe. It, okay. Only the Mets. Oh wait, what's that? <laughs> Only the Mets. Wait, this is the Nationals. La la la, da 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 da. It's ridiculous. Cal and I have decided that every time the Mets are talked about in the media, there should be a little uh, monkey with symbols, like a mechanical monkey that goes across the screen on the bottom. Right. And circus music and uh, jugglers on unicycles come out. That's right. And it's, you know. And Mr. Met uh, walking a tightrope with a pole. <laughs> Spandex. Well, that's upsetting. Uh, it's ridiculous, uh, you know. But, I, you know, I just wanted to see one tweet where somebody acknowledged that, like, things actually go ridiculously wrong with other teams. Yeah, like, no, honestly. It doesn't happen. Right. Like, one Met writer just say, wow, you thought the Mets were dysfunctional. This guy went in like he was in the Old West in a saloon and basically <laughs> said – you feel lucky, punk, and, and got his bluff called, and didn't get on the bus. No, no. Ah, uh, whatever. They said it was a it was a raucous atmosphere in the um, in the Nationals locker room after the game because they won a big game again, and then they were told that their manager resigned. Wow. <laughs> Good job, fellas. And they won like a one nothing game today, like a tight. It, a, a, it was a walk off one nothing win. A walk off win. <laughs> They're, you know, their 10th win in the last 11 games. I, I, it's just bizarre. Only you know, the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cal, real quick, just lastly on the Yankees, one other thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, and then I, 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 you're apparently going to this. Uh, we got Pop Culture PJs coming up a little later with a, uh, a, uh, a Pop Culture type fun load. Uh, and then, uh, but and you're going to tell us about the NHL draft party we're going to with the Islanders. Excited about that, yeah. You should be. Uh, but one last thing with the Yankees, Cal. I've seen uh, a lot of talk and speculation about uh, what the Yankees are going to do when Derek Jeter returns, as far as where he goes in the lineup. Uh, does he go right back to the leadoff spot? He wasn't playing that well when he left, you know, when he got hurt. Um, is there turmoil that's going to come around the Yankees when he comes back? I mean, it, it, everything for the last, like, you know, week or 10 days or so since he's been out has been really sort of quiet. Yeah, and, and they just keep winning. Right, and they, they're 13 games over 500. they They're a half game out of first place. Uh, you know, they're right there with the Red Sox. Uh, does Derek Jeter and the chase for 3,000 and the whole thing, does it upset 
the Apple card a little bit? No. I, I think everything is fine until he gets that 3,000th hit. And then and then you might start to see some, some changes if he, if he doesn't continue to hit. Right. And I then think, I don't think I don't think they're gonna do anything before you know, before that. He's only six hits away that so it's a couple of games. Right. And then the other thing you gotta really wonder, Cal, is we hit the midway point with uh in, in major league baseball is who's gonna be buyers, who's gonna be sellers. Obviously, uh as guys who follow the Mets, we've seen a ton of this. But from the Yankee perspective, they gotta get an arm. They gotta get an arm. I mean there's no way around it. They have to get a starting pitcher. Is there any bailable? Well, that's the thing. You're looking at the standings, Cal, and there's so this is why the idea of trading Jose Reyes right now, or when we see uh, the call to trade Carlos Beltran right now, is idiotic. It's yeah. foolish. You wait until as close to the deadline as possible for a team that didn't think they were contending to be contending, because they're going to give up more for that player to push them over the edge. That the, the team that's surprised that they're in it. Right. And you're going to get more from them, like the Seattle Mariners, like even the Washington Nationals. Now, if you're the Mets, Cal, do you have a problem dealing with the Washington Nationals? Or do you send Carlos Beltran there for a year? To the Nationals? Let's say the Nationals are, uh, are you know, uh, it gets to July 25th, and they're 10 games over. And they're right there in the wild card hunt. Right. You have a problem sending, and and you're you're two games under, and you're eight back of the wild card hunt. You have a problem sending Carlos Beltran there? Not to the Nationals, no. No, you don't, right? No, I would have a problem sending him to the Phillies, though. I I have a huge problem sending him to the Phillies. I would, if I was the Mets, I would never do anything to help the Phillies unless they're offering me, you know, Dominic Brown. Right, you know, unless unless it's a, such a ridiculous deal, and and you know, Ruben Amaro doesn't make those kind of deals, or if there was a Philly tied to the railroad tracks, <laughs> I think then I would I think I would try to save the Philly at that point, right? I guess I'm just I'm just I'm throwing I, out I, scenarios. I did not see that coming. No, it's just a scenario because you know. As, as an evil villain stands there twirling his mustache, yeah, Mr. Met. No, not Mr. Met, because we're going to save the you know we're going to oh, save gonna... the Philly. I see. Here we'll do it the other way. Mr. Met is going to save. Well, no, the Philly fanatic. We'd let the train go. Yes, but feathers were, everywhere. Right, but if it were a Philly, an actual than Shane Victorino, <laughs> Shane Victorino. <laughs> Uh, no, but I would have no problem dealing with the Nats, Cal. It's going to be really interesting, and we're going to obviously we we do we've done this last year. We're going to do it again this year. We do the trade deadline show, uh, which is just good times. Those are fun, yeah. The trade deadline show, which we'll do right around July 31st, for obvious reasons, considering that's the trade deadline. Um, it falls is, on a week. It falls on a weekend this year too, which is nice. I'm right. We may have to do a special uh, victims unit. I don't know what that means. I don't know why I reference Law and Order. Um, but no, it, Cal, there's going to be a ton of teams that the, the the Pittsburgh Pirates are 37 and 37 for goodness sake. Yeah. What if they're the still Pirates are only a few games out? And they need a, a Carlos Beltran. They need a a K Rod. Well, they have uh, Hanrahan. I cannot see that guy without quoting Slapshot. I can't. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't not see the closer for the Pirates without saying his name just like that. Hanrahan. 
They um yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what what do you think the Yankees are gonna do? Do you think they're gonna make a move before the deadline? Are they are they okay? But where are they gonna where are they gonna look? Are they okay with Nick Swisher in right field? Are they gonna try to upgrade out there? Would you, the Beltran, would you trade Beltron to the Yankees? I would. What do you I want? Would have no, who do I want back? For two months of Carlos Beltron. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a lot back. Not going to get a lot back. But I would have no problem trading him there. Yeah, I wouldn't either. That, that wouldn't bother me as much. I don't know yeah. why. The only place it really bothers me to send Beltron is the Phillies. I'd yeah. love, love to send him to the Red Sox. Love to do that. That would be nice. Um, yeah, but I don't think the Red Sox are going to need them either. They could always use it. Just keep them from going to the Yankees. The, the, the point is this. Whether you're a buyer or a seller, too many teams are still in it right now. It's foolish to trade somebody right now. Wait till they're right desperate. Now. Right. Wait till they're desperate. Wait a month. And, and a lot can happen in a month. Exactly. Wait a month. See who's desperate. You're liable to get more. See Jeff Bagwell for Larry Anderson. You know, a team that's surprised that they're in it. Uh, anyway, uh, Cal, I want to move on before we bring uh, the Bishop Pop Culture PJ back in for a little fun load action. Uh, what is this? What is, what is what could you be doing? You're going to the NHL Islanders draft party? Yeah, so listen to what they do. They've been doing this for a couple of years. I want to hear. It's the first time I'm going. But, but um, the Nassau Coliseum opens up their doors to the Islander fans, and you go in, and, and it's free. You just show up. I think you pay for parking. But you just show up, and what they do is it's kind of like a it's kind of like a gathering. They lower the scoreboard down so you can, everybody can see it, and they broadcast the NHL draft live. Now, the year uh, two years ago, when they, they started it two years ago, when they, when they had the number one pick, and I think there were like 10,000 people there. There was yeah. a year that they, that, they, uh, that they took John Tavares, number one overall. But, but that's what they do. It's, you know, the doors open at 5 o'clock, and there's all kinds of interactive games. It's real family-friendly. The players are there doing interviews and signing autographs and interacting with the fans. Um, they do some contests. They, they do a huge memorabilia sale. Um, and, then, and then the main event is they put the draft, the coverage of the NHL draft, live on the scoreboard for everyone to see. And the Islanders have the number five pick in the draft, so they're bound to get another good player. But it's just kind of like a, a, like a little bit of a rally for, for Islander fans. And the, the, the last two that they've had have been real, real popular, so I figured I'd check it out and see what it's all about. Well, I, I love this idea, and this comes on the heels of a, a big press conference here. And, and look, we're, we're going to talk Islanders for a couple of minutes, and, and if you don't like it, well, you know, go scratch. We'll make it fun. No, but seriously, I, this comes on the heels of uh, – this is very important to Brian and I. We grew up as Islander fans, and we, we did an entire show about what to do if your team ever leaves. And, and, and Brian and I uh, are in real danger of having a team that we love, that we grew up with, actually leave. And that's never happened for us before, and and uh, so we, and we don't want it to happen. And if the Islanders, and this is not some impassioned plea or anything like that, we just want to talk about it for a sec, uh, because the Islanders had a very big, uh, have a very big vote coming up on August the first on whether they're going to get a new arena. That is their problem right now. They do not. Uh, they play in the oldest building in the NHL. They have been trying to get a new arena for ten years. Lots of problems with the county of Nassau, uh, where the Nassau Coliseum is. 
they've come up with the latest plan, Cal. I and I think yesterday's meeting or was it today? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday because I was I was actually tweeting or copying the tweets and sending them to my brother, uh, Chris Botta's tweets. Chris Botta, who covers the Islanders. Um, but very interesting where uh, Charles Wong, the owner of the Islanders, uh, and Mangano, the uh, uh, superintendent? Nassau County, Nassau County executive. Executive, uh, who are really behind this new plan, had a meeting. They basically said that their, a lease is going to be signed. This is huge news. They said that the taxpayers will get 11.5% uh, of every dollar spent for everything, not just hockey. Uh, and this this is going to come down to the taxpayers of Nassau County having a vote on August the 1st. Uh, it's a special referendum vote uh, where they can basically vote in a new coliseum or, or at least vote in the acceptance of the lease. It would still have a long way to go, but it would go a long way towards the Islanders staying on Long Island. Right. Here's the thing, Brian. I love this idea of this draft party tomorrow night. There's been a lot of goodwill around the Islanders uh, from a team aspect because – they went out and did, from a hockey standpoint, what they were supposed to do. Everything short of locking up John Tavares long-term, which the rumor has that they're about to do that as well. Right. Um, and, and take him off his rookie contract. But they locked up Kyle Lacposo. They locked up um, uh, M Michael Grabner, who has a strong chance to be the uh, Calder Trophy winner. Uh, I don't uh, know. If, he, did, he did not win. He did not win. He was a finalist for the finalist. rookie of the year. Um, they locked him up long term. They made a real commitment to these guys beyond 2015 when the lease expires. Bry, all that being said, how how are you feeling? You saw the meeting. You read Newsday, Long Island's newspaper. How do you feel that their uh, the town hall meeting that they had yesterday went over? I feel like it went well. I feel like they've got a real shot. At, at getting this referendum passed for for the for the new arena, um, there's a lot of there are a lot of Islander fans out there, and you don't really hear from them too much, but they're there. And if the team if the team is good, they come out of the woodwork and they're fanatical. You know, when they're not good, you still have a lot of them, and 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 that's that's what you'll see. Like that's what I'm expecting to see tomorrow night is the real diehard fans. I don't think you're going to get too many casual fans just showing up at the Nassau Coliseum on a June night, you know, you, to watch. You TV. might. You might, though. I mean, you might get a lot more fans this year, Cal. You might get a lot of people bringing families. Like you said, it's real family-friendly. And there's a there's a good feeling about that uh, the team right now because they're doing all these things and because they've never been closer to actually getting a new arena. Right. You might see the casual Islander fan with the family come out for the night for something that's cheap. You know, uh, meet Mike Bossy, meet Billy Smith. Well, Billy Smith probably won't be there. He probably he'll probably be hacking somebody in the crease with a stick. No, but you uh, meet but you meet John Tavares. You meet uh, exactly. you meet Kyle the current You meet. I I I think that there's a good buzz around this team. There's know? a real good buzz around this team, and they're being unbelievably transparent with this deal. You can't be more transparent than they're being with this deal. They're, ta they're telling the Nassau County taxpayer everything up front. This is what it'll cost you. This is what you'll make back on it, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think it gets passed. So anyway, uh, have fun at that. I'd like a uh, – see if you – now, okay, so this is a challenge to you. Okay. I went out to Arizona and got us 
a bumper for this radio program. You did? All right. There. I, I got it. Mark there. Grace, and you're listening to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sandpeed. Now, that really is Mark Grace. It literally is. I can, I can vouch for And that. I went out on a limb, Brian. A far limb. And I, it wasn't that far. And I, Mark Grace was more than happy to do it. Can you get us a bumper tomorrow night from an I'll, island? I'll, I'll see what I can do. Past or present? Either one well, is fine. Oh, either one is fine? Okay. Absolutely. Uh, how about and future? It could be in future. Nino? What if I, Nino? If I, well, if I find a kid, you know, like a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> Who's really good at hockey. You know, he's playing, he's got a jersey on. He plays for the Kings Park team. The future future Islander. Yeah. Hey, this is little Johnny. <laughs> this is Johnny Smith from Manhasset. I'm going to be an <laughs> Islander someday. <laughs> you listen to Radio Alone with Callan Sampiedi. <laughs> I don't know why he has such a problem with my name. It's tough. You can you have a torch, right? That's your phone? A Blackberry torch there? Got a very good, it's got a very good record feature. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. That's your challenge. Don't, there is no there is no try. There is right, no I'll, see what, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll get I'll get somebody. I don't that, know who I'll get. That, 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 that. I'm gonna go Mr. Miyagi on you. That 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 that. No no no, no try. Do or do not. Yeah, just just do. <laughs> no, that was in the remake with, with uh, Will Smith's kid. That was in the remake. <laughs> yeah, they they changed the the dialogue. Just do, just do it. <laughs> Ike say, just do it. Uh, so now let's. You know what time it is? What time is it? Let's welcome in pop culture PJ. I gotta Here. remix that. You do need to remix that. <laughs> why, gotta, it, why was it recorded in a seventeen thousand seat hall? <laughs> there, there's yeah, there, there's there's an incorrect reverb going on there with with something, and and they are clearly underground. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how you got in all of those people into a bathtub, but you pulled it off. You know, it's. It's supposed to be very charming because there's the guy in the background going, "Time for a fun load." It, <laughs> it, no, it is no doubt charming, but you gotta remix that. You have a studio there. I know, I know. It's a time. It's a time thing. It's barely got time. Look, I'm sitting here now. <laughs> I'm, I am Take enjoying. You. I have next to me a glass of one and a half percent milk. And <laughs> this is your this I, is your big night. I'm comfortable. I'm trying to say I'm comfortable. I, well, what I do is I mix the one percent and the two percent, and I get one and a half percent milk. So you you have to mix it equally. Yeah, well, two two percent is a little thick if you're going to drink it straight. For me, 
It's a little gluey. Two percent is a little thick. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You must you must feel like regular milk is like heavy cream. Forget about it. Yes. Well, I grew up in a it's house with skim milk, and my you know my mother would cut the skim milk too. She would cut the skim milk. <laughs> sure. What is going on? Was she a milk bartender? What did What did she cut it with? I had a little bit of a weight problem. Jeez. <laughs> Why? Just just put a white crayon in a glass of water and drink it. <laughs> That'll do it. At that point. Wow. So uh, welcome to the uh, the fun load. Sometimes this is about sports. Sometimes it's about pop culture. Sometimes it's uh, about what uh, Cal wore today. It's uh, Well, it's today it's fun. about mopping. It's a little bit about mopping. I had a little bit of a flood. You did? In, uh, at Dumpling Studios, uh, Room A. Oh, and no. I don't know if, if you remember the uh, the building exactly, but the building has no gutters. No gutters. It no. has uh, what's known as a Dutch barn roof. Now that basically. sounds filthy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did you get? <laughs> okay, I'm not. Go ahead. Go on. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> you come to Freehold, New Jersey. I'll give you a Dutch barn, Dutch barn roof, or a Dutch darn roof. You can't Dutch even. You can't barn. even say it. That's right. <laughs> It's a, a Dutch, Dutch barn, barn roof, which means which means um, the rain comes straight down. <laughs> right, directly right, right, right into the house. <laughs> right along the wall. It's, well, the it's, it's fine if the windows are closed. Of course. But, but I have a, a window air conditioner in there right now, Uh-oh. which leaves uh-huh. a portion of the window open. And there was a torrential downpour today. And yesterday, all right. It's and not as if you it's it's not as if you have forty or fifty thousand dollars worth of equipment in there. So, no, not at all. I mean, what no. what harm could rain do? I mean, what's right. the big deal? Yeah, I why just, take any precautions? Why take any precautions? Why what could possibly go wrong? Could possibly go right. wrong then. We, mean, o- that, we only put the place together six years ago. You think I would have gotten around to gutters by now? No. Uh, you have a Dutch barn roof. I have a butch roof darn, yes. You have a- <laughs> I mean, what's the concern? Okay, uh, for, before we get to uh, the topic for tonight, Pop Culture PJ. Yeah, I'm drinking uh, my milk. Go ahead. As you knock back milk, cut with a little milk. Uh, <clears throat> how do you feel about the NBA draft? I did. I didn't know it was happening. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> You're Honestly, in favor? No. Living here in my little in my little <laughs> vacuum over here, I had no idea. You're in favor? I mean, I, I I knew they had one. Right. The uh, the Knicks took who'd the Knicks take tonight, Cal? Iman Shumpert. Iman Shumpert, a guard from Georgia Tech. Uh, I think it's a good pick. It's Donnie Walsh's last pick. As Donnie Walsh is uh, leaving the Knickerbockers, yes, uh, as uh, the general manager, and uh, we'll see who the Knicks take, uh, or see who the next general manager of the Knicks is. But this is his outgoing pick, and uh, this is a good pick, Cal. This is a guard that uh, is super athletic, plays a lot of defense. So Mike D'Antoni hates him, obviously. <laughs> um, but this is this was a pick that that Donnie Walsh uh, honestly couldn't afford to fan on. And uh, and uh, we don't think he did. So anyway, that's what the Knicks did. Peach, I just wanted to get your take on that. Uh, sure. 
<laughs> Everyone wants to know. Everyone what wants I, to know what you think of the Shumpert kid from Georgia Tech. What do you think? Let me tell you something. I used to play basketball. No, you didn't. So it's, yeah, Sure, I did. Oh, you told us you were the mad bomber. Yeah, go ahead. Sure, I you did. And it's, it's, it's the one sport that I have at least hands-on experience with. Uh, one team sport, I should say. Other because, than you know, Dutch barn roofing. <laughs> Bishop, well, Bishop PJ did, did not play team sports very well. You don't play well with others. That's on your kindergarten report card. Well, is it any? I mean, this is why I love the Olympics. The Olympics is individual achievement. I think that that's awesome. This is the time for what? Individual achievement. <laughs> Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and so on. Uh, Pete, what's the uh, what's the uh, fun load topic? Now, uh, we should let everybody know. Brian and I uh, do not have any idea what this topic is. No. We're blindfolded right now. We are, yeah. we're not, we are not blindfolded. As that, I am. That would, <laughs> that's a whole different story. I don't know why you have that red ball in your mouth either. But I just don't want to see it. <laughs> he's uh, Dutch barning over there. Leave him alone. He's getting Dutch barned. I'm, I'm butch roofing. <laughs> we have no idea uh, what this is going to be about. Uh, and, uh, well, so to prove it to you, hold on. Let me, let me take it out of the envelope. All right. What are we doing, 1940s radio now? Yeah, I'm Don't push me. Wait, I'm going to bring on footsteps. I'm going to go have footsteps there. walking through the leaves. Come on, cut it out. Thank hold you. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to get on my horse. Someone's <laughs> entering the room. Here's the pitch to Ty Cobb. Thank you. Is that PJ? <laughs> what do you got? Can we do one episode as a 1940s radio drama? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that'll be awesome. I'll put. The, I'll bring in some organ music. <laughs> we also have to say every line as if like we're double park. Right. <laughs> every line has to be. I don't know where PJ is. Where could he have gone? Why would you even be go. asking that? I gotta go. I gotta go. That's the only line I can do. That's it. That's your line. Yeah. All right, let's the, have it already. Gee whiz. Well, you act like I'm stalling. <laughs> Holy potatoes. It's as if he doesn't really know what it is and he's thinking of one. It's as if he doesn't have a fun load. It's, a, it's as if he was Googling madly <laughs> <laughs> with the topic line, interesting things to talk about. Let's and nothing was coming back. Let's do this. We'll, we'll, right. we'll give it's, you... Uh, okay, go ahead. It's, well, it's... it's Maybe it's a question, maybe it's a topic to throw back and forth. Uh, but what I wrote down was, uh, best sports figure cameos or unique performance, TV or film. <laughs> I like how you have made it a category. You're <laughs> on the RTU Awards. Well, no, because I wanted to. I wanted to leave out uh, things like you know, Dancing with the Stars. That's that's not the, the type of appearance that that we're talking about here. I'm talking about um, no, the, I like the range. Like... The range of it would be like you know something that borders on very good Keith Hernandez on Seinfeld, 
something that's sort of middling would be Paul O'Neill on Seinfeld. <laughs> and something that was kind of just a eh, throwaway, uh, Derek Jeter and Bernie Williams on Seinfeld. On Seinfeld. Let's not forget, uh, uh, not Danny, was it Danny Tartable? Not Danny, Danny Tartable. It was, it was Danny, Danny Tartable. Yeah. Danny Tartable on Seinfeld. Oh, no, wait, what's the context of that one? I don't remember that one. He was, that was when, uh, what was it, Cal? He switched uh, to cotton uniforms. And he's going to take oh, Danny Tartable to the, uh, right. the charity thing, and they wind up driving right. there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Forgot about yeah. that one. Wow, the Jeter one I always forget about. I always I, forget about that. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Well, he's working on Jeter's swing, because Jeter was so young. Right. <laughs> well, he's a baby. Well, how, how about the fact that um, Roger McDowell actually appeared in the Keith Hernandez one? That's right. Roger McDowell is the second spitter. Right. Mm-hmm. In the JFK one. All right. So Seinfeld aside. Seinfeld aside, that that could be your rating scale. You could, you know, you can give it a Paul O'Neill or give it a Bernie Williams. Oh, I like that. All right. So now, uh, and we're talking couple, film and movies. Yeah, I I, I jotted TV. a couple down that that I knew about and uh, or you know or that through through some uh, very quick research, uh, a couple of other people had mentioned, and you give it a thumbs down or just throw it around. Uh, O.J. Simpson in The Naked Gun, that's more of a performance than a cameo because he mm. was a different character. O.J. was brilliant. Uh, but he was but he was, <laughs> he was, was darn funny, I thought. How about O.J. in the Hertz commercials? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Very solid. Is portraying himself. Now, I, didn't include I thought Arnold Palmer was better. Can I ask, so do, do we need the... The athlete portraying uh, another character, right? Or as himself is okay, too? Uh, the 99% of these are as themselves. Right. Because you know what you get? You get a lot of times in baseball movies, mm-hmm. ex-baseball players playing fictional guys. Oh, holy crow. There's there's about 250 baseball movies. That yeah. All... I, I, well, I'm, I'm going to give you, you know, uh, Steve Yeager, is it, in uh, Major League? Mm-hmm. Isn't he one of the coaches, Cal? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I think he's Kip Temple, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but all right, wow, this is boy. I'm trying. Give me a Cheers one. Oh, from Cheers, yeah. you had uh, Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale, right? Oh my you gosh. Had, uh, Louis Louis Tiant. Nothing. Lo- yeah. <laughs> Wade Boggs. Nothing says comfortable as an actor more than a seven foot. Center in the NBA. Ah. He was not bad. Can we just do we count Shaquille O'Neal's film career? Speaking of seven foot centers, well, how about Shaquille O'Neal and Blue Chips as a sort of a model of himself in Blue Chips? Well, Shaquille O'Neal played himself on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right. That's Larry right. David took him out of the game. Ah, uh, there's a of lot of these. There's a ton. Yes, but we want. How about, Joe, how about Joe Namath on the Brady Bunch? Joe Namath, classic I, Cal. Good job. I have I have that written down in large letters. That was like the first one I could think of. Way to go, yeah. classic Cal. Like Way to go, classic. Uh, uh we just got a uh, a text from okay. uh, from Scotty on this uh, mm. topic. He said, "You, you got to throw out there something about Mary Brett Favre." 
Yep. Sure. That was great. Sure. And I'm gonna and I, and while we're there, Brett Favre. That's a big role. That's a big role for a sports player playing themselves. That's a big one. Yes. Well, and making fun of his name. But I I'm gonna throw in uh, while we're on the how about Kingpin and Roger Clemens. Oh that sure. Was good. Roger Clemens yeah, beats the crap out of Woody Harrelson, right, in the bar mm-hmm. in Kingpin. Roger Clemens was also in uh, Cobb, the Ty Cobb. Yep, that's right. Biopic. But well, obviously I, it, not playing Roger Clemens in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Clemens is old. How about... <laughs> that ACH goes oh. far. <laughs> 1984 Olympian Mitch Gaylord in American Anthem. Good night, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Calvin can play. <laughs> that's the. Uh, that's the. This is what I'm going to do for that one. You ready? So that. And the winner is Mitch Gaylord in American Anthem. <laughs> there it is. This is this is Mitch's first RT award. <laughs> Uh, nominated for yeah, um, accepting for Mitch Gaylord is Scott Hamilton. Accepting <laughs> for Mitch Gaylord <laughs> is Janet Jones. Uh, <laughs> Janet Jones, an American actor, but sure. she's not. She's an actress though. She's not an athlete. Sure. How about well, there? Uh, there were a lot of players in in uh, the Natural. Yes, there were old timers. There, there were a couple of ex players. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get uh, females involved here. Uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> oh, females. Sure, why not? Just stick with Dutch Barn. <laughs> uh, it never gets old. It never gets old. So we're gonna use. What do you that got? Old. You got some. You got some Tanya Harding walk-ons. What do you got? <laughs> now, obviously, Saturday Night Live gets taken right out of the equation, right? You, you can't do because because if it's not, I have to throw Peyton Manning in on Saturday Night Live for his United Way commercial. <laughs> that was great. That that is treme- <laughs> that is tremendous. And I gotta throw Joe Montana in there for the masturbation sketch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. There have been some sports figures who did some excellent sketches. Yes. How about Alex Karras on Webster? Oh cow. Well, he didn't didn't play Alex Karras though. No, but he's not he, really a athlete. That's gotta count. I mean, he should get more. He's a full-time credit. member of a cast in a multi-season show. That is not a cameo. <laughs> oh, right. right. So you're saying Bob Euchre also wouldn't count on Mr. Belvedere? Well, Bob Euchre from Major League. Bob Euchre. He's a cameo, though. He had a pretty cameo. good part. That's a big part. Oh, all right. That was a part with role. He had a part with the uh, line. Okay. Some would some yeah. would argue that was he could have been up for best supporting. Okay. Uh, I, I, you I, would I, argue that. I would argue that he Don't could have been take up that to the bank. Um, what about uh, Scotty Tex? Another great one. He should just call. She's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> got three minutes. Muhammad Ali on different strokes. Hello. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Hey, Gooch. That's right. That's it's the champ. It's the That's champ. Right. And uh, who else? Who else did a uh, cameo on different strokes besides Muhammad Ali? Another athlete. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Ray Boom Boom. He, he's very he's very tall, and he was an airplane. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Right. And it was I don't it was a him on sick. TV. It was a sick twisted episode where 
like Arnold got mad at he was he played the teacher and he got mad at the teacher and he made up a rumor that the teacher beat him up. Oh, that's right. And like suddenly the whole episode got like real serious because you know he's seven <laughs> feet taller than Gary Coleman is and it just, it just looked really mean. Oh, that's right. You know you can yeah. put that right in the pantheon uh, with you know upsetting different strokes episodes. Right. Right along with. Go ahead, uh, Gordon, jump. <laughs> Gordon jump. Gordon jump. <laughs> Gordon and, jump uh, your bones. That's what that is. <laughs> the bicycle shop. Oh dear. Oh Dudley. Poor Dudley. Oh, that show sucks. <laughs> because... <laughs> can I uh, can I just ask somebody though to immediately sing the Mr. Belvedere theme song, please? Don't know it. Never never saw it. On China. Never met him before. <laughs> there it is. When you drop kick the jacket, <sighs> came through the door, no one stares. Wow. It goes on. Yeah, it goes on. But sometimes things get turned around and no one cares. Like that. That's great. Hey, if I name the show, do you think you can uh, you can name the athlete who appeared on it? Let's yeah. Let's try it that way. Let's do that. All right, the Je- the Jeffersons. Oh man, big star, big star. Can you give us the sport? Baseballer. Reggie Jackson. That is correct. Okay. Ow! Ding 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 ding. Very we have good. No and they were... we have no ding ding sound. And they and they did <laughs> nope. they did a, a a body scene where Reggie Jackson was there. They're in the locker room and Reggie Jackson's walking around in his towel. And Wheezy kept taking a peek. <laughs> it's 1980s humor. You, you know. I remember that. That was body. That for the 80s, that was real body. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the boss? Oh, come on. Was, oh, I'm surprised at you. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Well, he was he had supposedly played for the St. Louis Cardinals, is that correct? Tony uh, Danza's uh, character. Tony? Tony. Mhm. <laughs> as, as it was on everything Tony Danza's ever done, including his love bo- including his love boat appearance. <laughs> when his character's name was Tony as well. Almost, <laughs> almost as if they're they're frightened that if they don't name him Tony, he won't answer right. to whoever's speaking to him. That's right. No, dude, don't cast him as a guy named Henry. He'll never turn around. He'll never turn around. <laughs> was he Tony in Going Ape? I believe he was. Had to right? He was Tony Banana. None of the characters had names in Going Ape. <laughs> it was just hey, the you. ape was Tony. Yeah, exactly. They weren't. They weren't even given names. That's how bad that script was. That's right. <clears throat> Who's Who the, was it? He was. A, he was an ex uh, St. Louis Cardinal. Like in his baseball career was. Cut short for an injury or something. So it had to be mm. Willie McGee. No, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to leave you dangling. It, it was a boxer. It was a boxer. Uh, Ray Boom Boom Mancini. It was a boxer, and Tony made fun of his voice. And it he was appeared at the door. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Wow. That's right. Was this was this pre uh, nutbag Mike Tyson? Obviously. This was. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Well, this was have, this was the Robin this was the Robin Givens years. Right. You could have Mike Tyson on the show and not fear for your life on the set. Well, 
I don't know about that. Mike Tyson also appeared in a DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince video. Uh, wow. And then, of course, in The Hangover, in, in, the what, hangover I, in what I feel is the best supporting. Uh, <laughs> I'm just giving the best supporting to everybody today. What wow. else? You got? Everybody, everybody gets a statue with you. That's it. Give it away. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first award. That's beautiful. <laughs> he was previously nominated for <laughs> Who's the Boss? <laughs> and fresh and I think I can beat Mike Tyson by DJ Jazzy Jeff. Oh, that's right. right. That's what was. Uh, well, um, it makes for Mike Tyson to appear in that video. What else you got? Well, on the subject of boxers, um, can you can you think of a recent movie where uh, Evander Holyfield made an appearance? You probably can't because nobody saw it. It was the remake of Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Speaking of movies, by the way, I saw uh, Super 8. Oh, how was it? Interesting. Here's the best way I could describe it. It's uh, Goonies meets Alien meets E.T. So if you like any of those movies, you'll like Separate. Goonies meets Alien meets E.T. It's Goonies times Alien divided by E.T. So it's terrified children with an endearing undercurrent? (laughs) That's correct. That sounds oh, oh, great. And, and, and there's a, I think your remainder there is uh, Close Encounters. That sounds like my junior high. I, what was it? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I think your, your remainder is definitely Close Encounters. Yeah. There's a Close Encounters element there, without a doubt. Huh. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was in- <laughs> I'm going to bring the fun load to a screeching halt with that, by the way. Just yeah, if I can. That's great. Mo- yeah. well, movie that's reviews for movies no one has seen. <laughs> that's, I hope that helped. I feel like that, that was a big help to everybody. That was good. Well, hey, well, let, let, me, let me give you a, a classic here. Did you know that Babe Ruth appeared in Pride of the Yankees? Yes. I did know. Uh, yep. see, I, I didn't even know it was him. I figured it was an actor. It was about 20 minutes before he died. Right. <laughs> they wheeled him in and dumped him on the stage. Who was the athlete in Super 8, Steve? Was there one? Is there? Is, are you asking that? Is that why I brought it up? Yeah, I, there's got to be a tie-in, right? There is. Uh, there's no athlete, to my knowledge, in, in Super 8. <laughs> it's Tiki Barber. It's set in 1979, though, and that's fun. Ooh, you know. Sure. You know how. You know how I, you, we would see movies from like 1965 and be like, oh, that's gosh, you know, like that's so long ago. I, I don't know how to describe it, but 1979, even though I was only five years old, like the music and stuff really hit home. The yeah. cars and stuff that they're driving, I'm like, wow, I'm I'm getting old. Where this is like a, this is a throwback movie. You can, you, you know, you this felt- is a, it's. A, it's a period. It's a period movie, and 
We were around oh. for that period. A period, a period movie is one thing, but for you it was also tapping on some nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was a period movie that, like, I was in that period. Right. <laughs> that, you know, we were in that period. I think you guys will like it. So, uh, Screeching Halt, how you doing? No, My that's fine, because I'm, I'm, out, I'm out of athletes. If you, if you guys don't have any more, we got to move I on. Think, I think Scott uh, took the cake with the Muhammad Ali on, on different strokes. That was the a cake one. taker, that guy. That's seminal. I mean, that's I, that to me is bigger than Namathon, the Brady Bunch, because I really don't remember that. What? I you don't what really? I mean, I remember it. I've seen that episode, but I don't remember watching it live. We don't. Well, no, we didn't watch it live. But that Gooch, the Gooch Muhammad Ali one, I watched when it was on. I, that was first run material. Sure. I feel like there was a show, and I can't think of the name of it, where an athlete came and signed a kid's cast. Does that sound familiar to anybody? <laughs> well, there's just got to be. <laughs> Go on. Try to that's rebuild hell, it. But no, that's... Rebuild that's, that memory. What, that's, that's the memory that I have in my head, and I can't think, like, the kid's in a hospital bed, and then the athlete shows up. I think that's Paul O'Neill in Seinfeld. <laughs> That is exactly right. I'm sorry. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, there you go. How did you get in here, he says to Kramer. And why'd you tell him two home runs? (laughs) Stuff like that. Hard enough to even hit one home run. Why would you do that? I think McDowell's little... uh, uh, Look, the Keith Hernandez episode has even become a saying, you know, with the sports guy and stuff. I'm yeah, that's, that's, that's tremendous. That's a, that's that, just a great one. Right, that athletes uh, actually have I'm Keith Hernandez moments now, where they're like. How about they 1994 uh, Little Big League featuring uh, a cameo by Chris Berman? <laughs> <laughs> great sports sportscasting cameo. Bob Costas has been in everything. Yes, Bob Costas he has any movie that they ask him to. Dan Patrick's yeah. been in movies. A lot of sportscasters have done movies. Dan yeah. Patrick was in Grown Ups. Collect the check. Was he really? Yeah, there, um, that Adam Sandler movie with Kevin James and and David Spade. He played uh, the operator of a water slide. <laughs> wow, I, I, that's typecasting. I, uh, I, just, I just <laughs> Scott has another one. Uh, he and this is a really good one. Joe Klecko in Smoking the Bandit. Fantastic. Wow. Oh, that's so good. But wait, does he play Klecko or does he play a truck driver? He plays a truck driver. Mm. But it's oh. it's still pretty good. It's it's definitely a cameo, and you know who Joe yeah. Klecko is. Well, that's under the category of unique performance. That's right. We need that's to right. uh, we need to get the Smokey and the Bandit. I need that song. Can we get that song? Can we get 30 seconds of that song? Smokey and the Bandit? Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. How about Cam Neely and Dumb and Dumber? Cam Neely and Dumb. Well, you can go through the Fairley Brothers and find, you know, what Tom Brady's in. Uh, what's Tom Brady? And Tom Brady's in. Uh, oh, Stuck on You, right? Um, oh, I have not seen. Tremendously underrated movie, by the way. Kinnear and Matt Damon as Siamese yep. twins. Should have right. shared best I mean, supporting, according to Steve San Pietro. <laughs> <laughs> they both could have been nominated. <laughs> you see them up on stage holding hands. I'm telling you, they were robbed. 
they turn to each other. This is for you. No, this is for you. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. Where where did you get the Carol Burnett music? Well, that wasn't me. Where they get it? <laughs> I got that. And where'd you get that? Ready to unload is filmed for a live studio audience. <laughs> that is all. Hey, Mark Burnett, Bill Todd's in production. <laughs> That is all the time we have already this week. Featuring Lyle Wagoner, Harvey Corbin, Tim Conway, and Brian Calvi. Cal is furiously grabbing his ear right now. <laughs> uh, that is fantastic. Now, Vicki Lawrence was a handsome woman. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> That's gonna do it. That's uh, that's all the time we have. Wait, why is that? <laughs> okay, we, there it is. We may have to wrap the season on that one. That's <laughs> right. Uh, that is all the time we have for Ready to Reload this week. By the way, these sliders don't work. I know. Well, they're they're a little slow in working. They don't feed. That one's that one's good. There you go. That's a nice level. Uh, PJ, good topic. Thanks, buddy. My pleasure, as always. I'm going to go uh, continue mopping. <laughs> uh, and by the way, Scotty just threw in, Klecko plays himself. Oh, okay. He does Good. play himself. So that might be the winner for best cameo. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, PJ, go drink your milk. Uh, in One your and a half. Dutch... <laughs> go, go, go Dutch barn. Dutch somewhere. barn. Dutch barn roof. Yep. That's the, that's the new band name. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Peach. Later. <laughs> Uh, Brian, final unload, my friend. Uh, my final unload is to uh, Mr. Jim Riggleman. File for unemployment now, $405 a week for the next 52 weeks. Have fun, buddy. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my final unload for Jim Riggleman as well and simply quote Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. You chose poorly. Join us uh, next week. We'll be back on Tuesday night, Cal. What do you think? Tuesday night? Yeah, sure. Excellent. Uh, For another episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam P., check out our website, www.rtusports.com. And uh, in the meantime, folks, keep your powder dry. Have a great week. Good night, Cal. Good night, Steve. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.